This is 1 in 44, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. 1 in 44 is a weekly show devoted to autism spectrum disorder. Good morning and welcome to 1 in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And this morning I am speaking to Dr. Helene Smith from Pound Ridge Cosmetic Dentistry. Um, Dr. Smith or Helene, as I'll probably refer to you uh, today. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Um, I'm really always looking for uh, the opportunity to talk with people who are doing interesting, impactful, creative, innovative um, work in the field that either is specific to um, to uh, the, the the autism population or is inclusive of that population in a specific way. So um, I think you're going to get into it a little bit later, specifically some of the things that you do in your practice um, that I think our listeners and especially our families um, will be very interested in. But before we get into that, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and kind of what what's brought you to this point in your career uh, out in Pound Ridge? Sure. Uh, well, my entire life, I thought about dentistry and I was able to be fortunate where I uh, went to dental school, Boston University. And I lived in Boston for probably about 20 years. And then I moved back to where I was born here in New York. And I then started my uh, new chapter of my career in Pound Ridge, which I absolutely love. And I have uh, emphasis on cosmetic dentistry. But as I'm growing and seeing the needs of this nice community, uh, that we really need to service the children with, with regard to dentistry in addition to the parents. So I brought on a board certified pediatric dentist mm-hmm. to, uh, take care of the children and Pediatric dentists are specialists with children, but also with adults and teenagers and children that have some type of learning disability or on the spectrum. And they have special training to um, be able to serve and care for uh, people that have some special needs. Mm-hmm. That's something that pediatric dentists have always done in our profession. That's interesting um, because I, I'm more familiar um, probably with the with the trajectory of of change within the um, the, the pediat- pediatrician sort of training because I've seen a lot of that change even just in the 16 or so years that I've worked at Anderson Center. Um, the, the you know the ability to diagnose the ability to to identify um, autism traits in a young child, but you're saying that this I never knew that this board the board board sided board certified pediatric dentistry program has always been inclusive of um, of that additional piece for children and really any person with a special need. Yes, absolutely. I forward I thinking of the dentist. That's great. Yes, I mean it's been over 30 years, probably longer, that this is a fact. I know that this is what part of their training. Excellent. You know, it kind of, it does make sense. I mean, 
um, my grandfather was a dentist. So, um, so I grew up with him as my dentist. And so I, I never had that fear factor really when I was a child that so many of my friends did. Um, but almost everyone else I knew absolutely was petrified of going to the dentist. So I would think that, again, I, I always like it when, when I talk with somebody who, even if just by happenstance, ends up realizing that, that so many things that you might be doing initially for a certain population, you probably realize are having a positive impact for really all of your, all of your patients, right? Yes. <laughs> that exactly. extra knowledge that most of the time it comes down to just a recognition that I don't know all of what might be going on for this person sitting in this chair, right? And recognizing that. That's very cool. So I want to ask you a quick question about one of the first things you said. You you said that you have always grown up always wanting to be a dentist. I need to I'm just so curious. Not everybody says that. And my grandfather wanted to be a musician and became a dentist when he realized that uh playing music wasn't going to pay the bills. So um I'm guessing your experience was different, but what was it about dentistry? Uh well, I did have a fleeting period of time in college when I thought about being a minister mm-hmm. and my parents said, absolutely not. Okay. But what I've been able to do with dentistry is really uh, meet that internal need of myself to really help and care for people. So dentistry has really been so amazing for me throughout my career and has enabled me to really become part of my patients' um, care and lives and, and make a difference. So uh, I, as a child, I always loved to build very detailed, small things, little tiles, uh, Legos. They were even too big. We didn't have the small Legos like exist now. Mm-hmm. So I always had very good eye-hand kind of coordination. And then I worked for my dentist when I was 13. And that really mm-hmm. just, that's what really enabled me to think, yes, that's what I want to do. So it was always there. And, and it was the mentoring of a nice dentist that helped. That's great. I love that story. And I love that um, somehow that, that you found the commonality between dentistry and, and ministry, yes. um, which obviously has to do with forming relationships with people um, and and helping in some type of way. Yes. So, um, you know, and you are, I, I know the limited knowledge that I do have is, um, uh, and one of the reasons why, you know, what was drilled into me um, as from my grandfather was to always take care of your teeth because it has so many uh, connections to your overall health, yes. um, which I think a lot of people, I, I think people have heard it, but I don't even know that a lot of people really truly understand what that connection is. And and I just want to give you a moment to maybe do a, a shout out to the world about why it is so important to take care of one's um, one's teeth and gums and just overall uh, oral health. Oh, well, thank you. Your <laughs> grandfather was definitely uh, very much ahead of his time since he always said that to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's great. I think even the recent COVID uh pandemic that we've all experienced, we realize that nothing, everything in our bodies are all connected. So when you have inflammation, as we've all learned about, uh, thanks to COVID, it's throughout your whole body and the organs really suffer. 
So when you have inflammation in your mouth, it's not just limited to your gums and your mouth or the infection just isn't limited to that sore back molar tooth. Your whole body is reacting to it and is becoming inflamed and involved to signal and send the cells in our body to take care of that area that isn't doing well. And that's what we've said for, you know, years, decades. And I, I do think people understand it a bit more now that we've all kind of lived through hearing everything about COVID. It's exactly with our mouth. That's why we don't want inflammation. That, that makes a lot of sense. And I think COVID, you know, did a lot of really awful things and it was very traumatic for so many and has really been a huge challenge. But um, one one other side of that is whenever there is that sort of all influencing um, health related issue that that becomes, um, you know, impacts the entire globe, it does often shed light on things in a different way um, than maybe it has before. And so I agree. And um and so, so let's transition a little bit. We have a couple more minutes in this first part of the show. And so I just want to lead into what we're going to mostly talk about in the second half, which is, um, first of all, you've got sort of generalized anxiety over dental work for, for a lot of people for various reasons. We don't have to get into all the reasons, but I think a lot of people have had that experience. Um, and then you've also got, uh, the idea that, you know, one cavity, if not addressed, can get worse and worse and cause pain. And there can be, you know, other issues that that come about from something that could be initially addressed early and simply, but becomes a, a bigger issue, which is the case with mo- many health things. Um, but then if you add on the piece of uh, maybe raising a child with profound autism, um, mm-hmm. Or really anywhere on the spectrum where you might see heightened anxiety overall, mm-hmm. um, where you might see an, uh, a difficulty vocalizing what you're thinking or feeling, what hurts, what doesn't hurt, what feels okay, what's really too much. Mm-hmm. Um, behavioral challenges in terms of if I'm feeling pain and I can't vocalize to you that it really hurts when you touch that, I might lash out, I might hit something, I might hit you, I might hit myself. I um, and then and then I will add one additional piece which you may have heard. Which which is families feeling very isolated and and stigmatized and maybe mm-hmm. feeling like it's just not safe for them as a family to go out of the home to access the same kind of medical care that mm-hmm. their neighbors might be able to access with less stigma and stereotyping and things of that nature. So I assume at this point you've seen and met some of those families and individuals yes. in your area. Um and, and was that eye-opening for you and, and certainly for your, your pediatric dentist? Uh, yes, it's always been very eye-opening for me. And I've always had enormous compassion uh, with regard to that, especially where it bothers me at a deep level that anyone would be not feel safe. And that's one thing that I really pride myself on is that everybody feels safe in my office. Mm -hmm. And that's so important for me. That's one of my missions that I continue to carry out. Which is great to know. And I hope our listeners are hearing that. We'll repeat it a couple of times because again, a lot of 
uh, parents and caregivers um, need that reassurance that if they walk in the door and their loved one or their spouse or their child is going to need some stimming time or some way to calm themselves down in a, in a you know stressful situation, mm-hmm. that you and the pediatric dentist and maybe the receptionist all have a level of understanding and training in yeah. that, that that's okay. That's not a reason to ask somebody to leave or tell them that they can't have an appointment. Never. Never. That that breaks my heart to even think that a family would ever hear those words or have that happen to them. It's it's so not right. And uh, it it would never happen here. That's really good to know. Um, And on that note, which is a a positive for a lot of people listening, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and hear about some of the actual tools and technology that you're utilizing in your office. Um, you know, when somebody on the spectrum or with another type of special need may come in for um, for an appointment. This is One in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and we'll be right back. Alone, our reach is limited. No matter how great our intentions, on our own, we can only stretch so far. But at Rotary, we believe the right group of people working together can make our communities, our world a better place. Rotary is a worldwide network of community volunteers dedicated to helping people in need. Learn more at rotary.org. Rotary. Humanity in motion. And now, 1 in 44 continues on 100.7 WHUD. This is a weekly community affairs program presented by the Anderson Center for Autism. Welcome back to 1 in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and I'm talking today with Dr. Helene Smith from Pound Ridge Cosmetic Dentistry about um, you and your practice and your background. And uh, right before the break, we we're also uh, hearing some really reassuring comments from you about um, what you do to ensure that everybody who wants an appointment in your office um, can have one and has access and can be comfortable and given the supports that they need in order to have a successful dental experience, which, like I said, it, it's certainly on the minds of most of the families that I have met with, um, having been uh, at Anderson now for, for quite a number of years. Uh, dental health for their children, especially, has been uh, is often one of the top, maybe five, big struggles that they mm-hmm. talk about. Um, and um, we at Anderson have a actually have a van, like a mobile. It's like a mobile unit that comes to our campus to um, to provide dental care to some of our students, just to take the additional anxiety provoking aspect of the drive to the office Mm -hmm. sort of off the table so that they're kind of in their home turf. And that's been successful for many. Um, But I'd love for you now to to just talk us through. um, I know you have a robot, right? Yes. Um, I want to hear all about Rob and the robot and anything else that you, you know, specifically offer in your, in your, um, in your office for anybody who needs that help. Sure. Uh, I think that dental appointments for everyone is always sensory overload. And I try to keep everything here very, uh, everything is aesthetically white, not sterile, but very clean, very soft. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't have music playing in the office. And I keep the lighting very low. All the lights are on a dimmer. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that's soothing for everyone. And I have found it over the years to be uh, very important. 
Additionally, we always, we know that there's noise with a lot of the instruments that we use, and there's always taste. And this, uh, people, for the most part, are stimulated by that. But when you have some challenges, uh, that that can be very difficult for the children. Mm-hmm. So we really pay attention and understand, we tell them, uh, if we have to use something that might have a taste, that we make sure that we really are uh, relaying that to them so they understand, so they're prepared for mm-hmm. anything that we do. No and surprises. Helps. Right. No, nobody likes surprises. So absolutely. Okay. Exactly. And, and tell us about Robin. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I love uh, everything modern, technical, and I'm kind of a big kid myself. And I knew when I was bringing on the pediatric specialist that I needed something. And I didn't want to um, start painting the walls and putting in, you know, a theme because it didn't really go with my office and the eventual new part that's being built. Everything, it needs to be very sleek. That's kind of what I'm all about. Mm-hmm. And I knew that there was technology specifically to help people uh, uh, like robots. And I am always watching technical news. And I knew this was kind of big in Japan. And I just said, I want a robot for the office. Mm-hmm. And I Googled and I couldn't believe that mm-hmm. there was Robin the Robot Uh it was voted Time's uh, Best New Invention a couple of years ago, yeah. and it's specifically for uh, children in the hospital. That's what it was initially uh, invented for, which is so touching. Uh, when I, the company is in California, and I uh, spoke to them, and I immediately knew that Their philosophy and mission was incredible. Uh, They deserve way more press than what they got with Time magazine. Um, So Robin is in a few dental offices in California, and it's at UCLA Children's Hospital, the Hasbro Hospital there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm the first dental office on the East Coast to have Robin the Robot. And UMass uh, in Amherst, their children's hospital, also uh, acquired Robin in the fall uh, of last year when I did. Uh, So basically, Robin is four feet tall. And what makes her unique, it can be uh, Robin is a neutral name. We just assigned some female pronouns to her. Mm -hmm. And Robin is the first human AI technology. So what makes it amazing is that uh, it is all HIPAA compliant and that the AI is unbelievable facial recognition, emotional, emotional recognition. But additionally, there is a trained licensed mental health counselor, uh, also participating uh, in California. So whenever a human needs to take over or help 
in a, in the situation, the licensed mental health counselor can then kind of kick in and you don't even know it. So really, yes, so if something unexpected goes on in the in the in the uh, office visit. Yes, there's a human literally. Yes. In on the in on the session. Yes. Wow, that's intriguing. OK, yes. OK. And it is all HIPAA compliant. And that's what makes it uh, so amazing. Yeah. Robin herself with the A.I., is phenomenal, mind-boggling. And many times, Robin is so amazing on her own that I don't know when or even if I can maybe guess that the human stepped in. But Robin is really good on her own as it is. That's that that sounds phenomenal. And I would think that, you know, people listening are going to be very interested in coming, you know, learning more. Um, Can you give an example, just maybe, you know, a minute or two, like an example, a specific one of something you witnessed that where Robin really dramatically sort of helped maybe a a visit that could have gone unsuccessfully to become more successful for that person? Uh, sure. Yes. Um, this is just a very simple example, Mm -hmm. but, um, there was a child and, uh, the child was verbal and was very sensitive about their name. And the name was a little difficult to pronounce. I'm not going to say the name, but that's difficult. Yes. And, um, it was kind of almost a testing ground with the child, whether or not to really kind of buy into letting us take care of them. And uh, Robin said, oh, I like your name. And Robin was able to pronounce the name perfectly. And, and, and consistently, probably. Yes. Yes. Great. That's yes. cool. And that really won over this child <laughs> and also brought tears to the eyes of the child mm. uh, because the name was very important to this child, their name. I think that's a great example and also goes well beyond, um, you know, somebody on the autism spectrum, but really, you know, somebody getting your name wrong repeatedly um, can be a sign. You know, It's easy to take it as a sign of disrespect or they're not, you know, they don't value who I am. Um, it's part of your identity. And uh, so I get that. And that is, I never even thought about that, but having um, that AI opportunity there, like I said, not only is it getting, is that, you know, is Robin getting it right once Robin is getting it right every time, yes. <laughs> no matter the stress level going on in the room. Yes. Um, very cool. So um, we have just about two minutes left to talk. Um, is there anything you want our listeners to know about, you know, how they can get more information or, you know, learn more about what the um, supports might be for a loved one that they're thinking of coming in for an appointment, anything, you know, we can definitely share your website. Thank you. Yes. um, The website, my website has great uh, information on it on the pediatric page. And we have some videos of Robin. um, And that's just very simply, like you mentioned, it's www w.poundridgecosmeticdentistry.com. But if also, uh, if they wanted to look up Robin the Robot, they could do that also. And that comes up in a Google search too. That's great. And we love Robin. We talk to Robin. Uh, Robin is so supportive. Uh, 
she will say, you got this, Dr. Smith, or she asks then, oh, how is like if I have a party to go to or some event, I, I she's emotionally uh, gives you support. And then the next day she asks, how did it go? That's so, so cool. So she's really become a member of your team. She is a member. Yeah. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. Great. Yes. That's great. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the show to talk about your practice and yourself and um, and really your mission and and how you accomplish, or at least some of the ways you accomplish your mission. Um, like I said, this is one of those top areas where I know a lot of families raising children with autism struggle and they feel all sorts of stress and guilt and, um, and, and upset about the fact that there's hardly ever enough services um, and, and they're hard to find. And, and after you've gone through 20 appointments that just haven't been successful, it gets hard to keep trying. So I, I really um, want to thank you for doing what you do, for incorporating it into your mission in this in this next path of your life um, with Pound Ridge Cosmetic Dentistry. And um, and we will get all the information about uh, your website, et cetera, out when we post this podcast. Thank you for thank sharing you. today. Thank you for all the work you do. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. This is 1 in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski. And remember, Anderson cares. You've been listening to 1 in 44, a weekly presentation of the Anderson Center for Autism. Join us for another edition of the show at this time next weekend.